Hi there, I'm Maddie Savage and this is The Stockholmer, your coffee break podcast about the people bringing a buzz to Sweden's capital. The Stockholmer. I love it here. This is for me home now. And I always say I may not be Swedish, but I am a 1000% a Stockholmer. That's Morale Kalajan. Three years ago, she was job hunting. In December 2016, she was ranked among the top 100 most influential names in Scandinavia's startup scene by the tech site The Nordic Web. In this episode, she tells the Stockholmer how she tweeted herself into a dream career. The Stockholmer. So we're starting this episode in a very special spot in Stockholm that Morale has brought us to. Welcome to the podcast. Tell us where we are. Yeah, we are in Kungsholmen at Norrmelanstrand. Uh, on one side is full of water and on the other end it's filled with a lot of trees and nature. Yeah, and it's just very relaxing. I walk here every day at 5.30 in the morning and it's a special spot because it's where I invest time in my thoughts and reflect on uh, the day that has passed by and the day that is coming. Well, let's talk about your job then. You do multiple things here in <laughs> Stockholm. You're a very busy person, but just give us a bit of a summary of, of what then takes place after that walk stops at the office and then you're getting home late in the evening sometimes. Yes, so I go at the office. I am um, the digital marketing and community manager at Stink, Stockholm Innovation and Growth which is an incubator program in uh, Stockholm. And we have three different offices, but I mostly uh, sit uh, at SUP46. It's the Startup People of Sweden. It's a startup tech hub. So you, if, you have a, if you have a company that is disruptive in technology, you apply to get a spot to s- sit there. And um, the company I work for, Sting, we, if you have an idea and you want to grow it into a business, so you come in and we help you grow into a business. And um, yeah, so my day starts with uh, my colleagues and um, we have a morning coffee and then I start working. Uh, sometimes it's uh, online campaigns, sometimes it's um, helping out the startups that are part of our incubator. Um, sometimes it's marketing, sometimes it's community work. Yeah, it's it could be from anything to everything. I don't know. And then I also uh, usually after work, I have events to go and mingle. Yeah, and that's the part that I love about my job. It's I don't have a nine to five job, that's for sure. You have a huge smile on your face. I was going to say, you, you can really see when someone loves what they do. But part of the reason we've picked you as an inspiring person for this podcast is the whole way that you got the job in the first place. Yeah, so um, yeah, my story is not a standard story. I've been tweeting since 2013 and it's then when this the entire Stockholm tech scene that is like uh, all over the media globally now has uh, just started. And I was part of that early stage because I was tweeting at every event almost every day. Uh, I was jobless and tweeting. And then eventually I got hired to work in a corporate, but I was still tweeting and mingling at events. And fast forward, I did a lot of things along the way. How I got my job, current job, is that um, I'm part of, um, I'm one of the chapter directors for uh, community builders and uh, a meetup place called Startup Grind. It's a Silicon Valley based non-profit organization. I was interviewing uh, an entrepreneur uh, who I fell in love with his craziness on stage and I, w- I remember that date was 15th of February. I couldn't sleep that night and uh, and I decided that I need to change what I was doing. I had a corporate job back then and I liked it as well but not as much as 
like love it maybe and then the next day I was having meetings at uh, sub 46 together with the startup grind team to recap on what we did and then I get a phone call from Stink my current colleague Jill and uh, she asked me oh I don't know how much you love what you're doing right now but we're looking for someone I, I don't know if you would be interested uh, and we want you to do everything that you're doing basically it's tweeting and mingling at events and we uh, if you and but we will pay you for it <laughs> so so that was like boom it's like a, it's like okay what can it better be better than that you know a hobby that I can get paid for what drew you to the startup scene in the first place I've always loved startups since I, I always wanted to do something on my own. Since I was eight, people used to ask me, what do you want to be? I, used, I, I said, I want to run my own business. That was also the case when I went to job interviews and you know, this basic question when people that ask you, what do you want to do in five years? I always said, I want to do uh, my own business. Maybe that's why they never hired me because they want me to stay there. <laughs> so startups, I think that they really make the world a better place it may sound cheesy but it's very real i mean look at us uh, everything that we do if we go back when apple started i'm a big fan of steve jobs and fanatic of apple they changed everything we do the digitalization the computer the industry and today you there is no industry that tech is not actually in it so yeah i love i love the impact the effect that it has in the world and I love like that grassroots feeling of, you know, those entrepreneurs that actually want to do something different and make, find a, as a messy solution and, and fix it, you know. It's like people are fixing things with startups. Do you plan to run your own business one day? Yeah, I love this question. Of course. Of course. I mean, if you are a part of this group, uh, like this startup scene and you really love it, you would eventually, uh, the ultimate goal is to do something on your own. Now, don't ask me if, what do I want to do or when will I do it? I don't know if I knew it, I would have done it already. But the thing is that uh, if, when I want, to, when I, when it's time for me to actually take the leap forward and actually do it on my own, I'm in the right city and I'm in the right position and I'm in the right community. So I, I have everything I need to just start. How did you end up in Stockholm in the first place? I came here almost 10 years ago, I can't believe it has been uh, that long, uh, as a student at uh, KTH, the Technical University, and then I did a lot of things. You need a lot of episodes for me to tell you my adventures at, uh, in Stockholm. But what keeps you here? Why Stockholm? Why not Stockholm? I mean, you know, I, I, I'm very un-Swedish and I get this comment uh, a lot because I'm extremely opinionated. I have an opinion about everything. Never judgmental, but opinionated. And um, I have very curly hair, so that's something that is also a bit un-Swedish. Um, and I'm very social as well. But, but people ask me, okay, why are you staying here then? I love it here. This is for me home now. And I always say I may not be Swedish, but I am 1000% a Stockholmer. Like if I compare, I come from Lebanon originally. If I compare life there to here, it's over there. You, you deal with things that you really don't have to deal with just because the platform doesn't provide that. Stockholm provides everything. The platform is there. You make the best out of it, you know? Despite the fact that social media, everyone knows how crucial it is in business these days, but there are still a lot of skeptics that think it's easy. Oh, it's just sending a message out here and there. It's, it's an add-on to a, to a business. And, you know, you have a lot of roles, but essentially 
your main goal is is being paid to write content on social media but how do you deal with those with those critics that don't get what you do yeah people think social media is like oh look at me a selfie uh, or a link or and then like they expect things to happen well it doesn't I've I said earlier I've been tweeting since 2013 and I got the job in 2016 it takes time. Rome was not built in one day. That's always what I say to businesses when they ask me about social media. First of all, you want to know who you are talking to. Like, who is your... And what is your objective in being active on those platforms? I don't use Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, LinkedIn all the same way. There are different types of people. People have different types of behaviors on each platform. So if you know which plat- uh, which platform works best for you for me it was twitter it was everything every other platform comes as an add-on but priority is twitter and like i met you on twitter i, I have a job because of it i have met a lot of people it's like from one tweet you can do a lot of things from one tweet some people got a, uh, from a tweet for me they got jobs uh, uh, i connected other people startups to investment you know if you know who you are who you are broadcasting the news to what type of content you want to push then so that's it you know make an objective find your audience and then just do it with all of the tech in stockholm and all of the platforms that help people on social media now to, to tweet automatically to, to send out uh, things on facebook in the middle of the night Someone at a startup event recently asked me, are you worried about artificial intelligence taking over your job? Um, what about you? What do you think about that? Yeah, I've, heard, I've um, sat with some people who wanted to do like automated things, scheduled. I do schedule tweets sometimes for work and stuff. But yeah, yeah, let me say tweeting is art. <laughs> I'm not exaggerating. It is really no artificial intelligence will make that happen you can maybe like schedule tweets and stuff like that but or like posts but it's not gonna replace anything in fact artificial intelligence and analytics and data they will just make me a better twitterer if i can say that or a better person on social media you i can use the data and then know what works what doesn't work and i usually do that but so if artificial intelligence will come and tell me okay if you tweet about using these words uh, the interaction is higher or the visibility is more and so on then yeah but uh, artificial intelligence or any system won't sit and tweet instead of me because it's not going to happen for now at least for now (laughs) you're full of advice for other people morale before we go I'd like you to reflect on the best piece of advice that someone else has ever given you okay so um the best piece of advice that I got is one of the guests I was um, having a chat with on stage. I always ask, I always ask uh, that question about if they have any regrets in their life. And this person, he, without even a blink of an eye, he said no. He believes in the butterfly effect. And the butterfly effect is that you wouldn't be who you are today if you didn't go through everything you have been through with the, the positive side and also life has a lot of negative days and the negative experiences as well and i take that with me every day like uh, i have had a lot of bad experiences in life personal professional and so on but i look at them in a positive way and i say i wouldn't be maral that i am today if it weren't for those negative experiences so I like that butterfly effect and I I take it with me 
You've been listening to The Stockholmer, an independent production by Maddie Savage. And if you like this episode, please tweet about us. Support for this episode came from Craft Academy. Thank you also to Benoit Derrier for production assistance, Simeon Ghost for permission to use their music, and Richard Stevens for designing our logo. Listener.